It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. the PHNX Coyotes podcast. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm PD, and along with Craig Morgan, and DP is lurking. I like that. No, it's lurking off camera today. This is our Wednesday edition, and I tell you what, Craig, this is like when your parents leave you home alone as a teenager, and they're coming back the next day, and you have to panic and clean everything up. This is what today's show is going to be. It's the cleanup version, because Leah We'll finally be back in the chair tomorrow and we'll have to get back to some serious work. Yeah, it's going to be rushed. It's going to be sloppy and there's going to be evidence left that we'll miss. But <laughs> yes. what it well, is. <laughs> you just took that analogy and ran with it. That was fantastic. <laughs> Not like you'd ever have any experience with that because I know oh, you're no. a pretty straight-laced you kid. About? Oh, perfect. That was the perfect child. The Perrier oh, bottles were left on our way to the Cape. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Somebody dropped the Fabergé egg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, obscure reference that if you know, yeah, you know. You go, yeah, That's that'll right. be. Leah wouldn't get that one either. No, no. That was a great movie in the '80s. Check it out, um, Tom Cruise. Um, well, it, we're back again for another trip around the NHL because really, you 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 filled us in on all the Coyote stuff yesterday, and so now it's time to talk around the NHL and let's start in the Eastern Conference. With the Leafs, and I like this too. They're not leaving. Leaving. Oh, I misread that. They're not leaving. Yeah. Two wins in Tampa Bay. Yeah. Good grief. What do you think of that series down in Tampa Bay? I love it, actually. I know there are a lot of Leafs haters. There's a lot of shouting Freud out, Freud out there, especially for the Leafs. But I think it's good for the game. I've said this a million times. It's good for the game when the Leafs are good. This is an exciting team. This is a fun team to watch. And man, those two games in Tampa, Petey, they rally in the third period twice, force overtime, and win. Different guys doing it. Ryan O'Reilly, a, a, a big star of, of tying that game late in, in game three. And then Austin Matthews gets a couple games to get the rally going in game four. All that said, Toronto's up 3-1, going back to Toronto. My feeling, they need to close this out in game five. You don't want to lose Go back to Tampa and then let the doubt creep back in. Close this out now. Yeah, they've been in this position before when they've had an opportunity to close out Tampa Bay and they weren't able to do that. Surprised me here is what happened to Tampa Bay at home. This is a team mm-hmm. that knows how to win. They knows how to they know how to close out games. They know how to win big games in the playoffs, and they weren't able to do that at home. And we're not talking like they were up by a goal late in the third. This is they had three goal lead. They are up three nothing, and you. You've got to put them away. 
And it, it's surprising that that um, Vasilevsky was able to be beaten that many times on a on a comeback win. Tampa's sharper than that. And this is where I said at the beginning of this series that I think Tampa's looking at this and going, you know what? We've been there three times. I'm tired. And as a collective group, I think that I said this was the year that Toronto gets over. And now I really believe it. I think Toronto gets through and I think they win at home. And I think it's more than a two goal margin. And I think it's Ooh. just over. Yeah. I, I don't think this one's going overtime. I think they win it at home in game five. And I, I, you know, it's four, two, five, two. It's something like that. I don't think this series is going back to Tampa Bay because your point is exactly right. Don't let doubt creep back into Toronto because if the narrative changes to, oh my God, we have to go back to Tampa. And that makes this series much more difficult because we saw how game seven went last year in Toronto. It went mm. to the way of the lightning. So the, the lightning believe it's just, I think this one's over in five. Yeah. And if Toronto does in fact advance, of course, we all know they haven't done this since the lockout, the, the previous lockout we're talking about. They haven't won a, it's been almost two decades. If they get past this round, I'm just going to skip ahead to this game because I probably should have paired these better in the notes. Who do they get in the next round? The Boston Bruins. Who? Who? (laughs) Are they any good? Unbelievable. Boston has a closeout game against Florida. They're going to win it. They're they're at home. They're going to close this series out. Patrice Bergeron is back in the lineup, and here we go. The Boston Bruins. Now, now, now come the tests, right? We're we're, we're going to get to the second round where there's only really good teams left. That Boston Toronto series, Petey. I mean, you could you could argue that the team that comes out of there wins the cup. Yeah, and the one thing that's interesting about Boston and Boston, we talk about their depth offensively and what they've been able to do. Charlie Coyle has slipped right into the Bergeron spot, and he's been outstanding. What's amazing to me for Boston is they've been able to win with defense and they've been able to shut down Florida. They've been able to protect the net front. They've been able to keep and limit Florida's offensive powerhouses like Kachuk and, and those guys getting into the paint. It just hasn't happened. So that that bodes well for Boston as the series drags on into the next series, into the next series, because they can Boston can win by offense. They can win by defense. They can win by special teams. And guess what? Their goaltender can steal a game. That's why I still like Boston to make it all the way through to the finals. I think this one, I, I agree. I think this one's done. I think game five is over. I think both of these two teams, Toronto and Boston, are going to go home and rest and get ready for an unbelievable series between two teams that will be playing really good hockey up to that point. Mm, this is going to be, I, I think this is the best series of the playoffs. Yeah, it might be. It very well might be just a, an elite, elite matchup for the ages. All right, let's move on to the other division and what the hell is happening in the Devils Rangers series. <laughs> what happened? Because the Rangers in the first two games they don't score them. What was it ten to ten to two? Or yeah. it was ridiculous. It looked, like, it looked lopsided, didn't it? Yeah, it was. And their, the power play was elite. Kreider had four power play goals in the first two games in New Jersey. They're coming home to Madison Square Garden. You're thinking maybe it's a sweep, like and their offense disappeared. A couple of reasons. You talked about Akira Schmid. Unbelievable. Like he, he clearly, he has been the catalyst to the, to the resurgence of the devils because now they believe in their goalie. So that's one yep. thing. Their goaltending has been elite and we're looking at their power play. Even the Rangers are still getting opportunities on the power play. Panarin had some last game. Fox had some last game. They're just not going in like they did in the first two games. But the other person that's really changed this series for me 
in its return to Madison Square Garden is Jack Hughes. Yes. And he has become a difference maker now. He led all players in shots in game four. He leads the entire series in shots on goal with 20. He is noticeable out there. Every time he's on the ice, he's driving the net. He's making plays off of the rush, and he's dangerous in the offensive zone. Those two players, Schmid and Hughes, have made the big difference in this series. And I tell you what, I go to system play. We like talking systems. The New Jersey Devils have shut down between the blue lines. There is no room. The Rangers cannot get up the ice cleanly. They can't get their speed or transition game going. And the play dies between the blues, and it goes back the other way. The Rangers have to figure out a way to get through the neutral zone or they're going to have to dump the puck, go chase it because they have zero offense. They had zero offense in those two games in Madison Square. Going back to Jack Hughes just for a moment, I like these stories because I, I always like to see which players are emerging and taking that next step into elite status. A lot of people thought, of course, with his draft status, that he could be that guy. New Jersey has had a lot of lottery luck, too, something we don't know anything about in these parts. But you get a guy like this, and you put him at the top of your lineup, and now he's starting to become a genuine superstar. Who boy, watch out for the New Jersey Devils, because there's a lot of speed, a lot of skill, a lot of talent on this team. And as I've said a million times, if you have that guy at the top of your lineup in the middle... You can win cups, not just one. You can win cups when you have a guy that elite and he looks like he's taking that turn. Yeah, and he he drives their team speed, but there are so many guys on that. You talk about their young, skilled forwards. They are just young and fast, and that team can move up the ice quickly. And I tell you, it. I think the experience of the New York Rangers bodes well in those first two games, but in the last two games, it looked like, uh, a young junior team playing a senior men's team. The Rangers looked slow. They couldn't keep up with the pace of play, and the Devils just blew by them. And if that continues, I still think the Rangers find a way. I still do. I still I took a Rangers in, in this one in a long series. I still like the Rangers. But I tell you what, I think the future is extremely bright for the New Jersey Devils. I think this is a year or two ahead of where I thought they would be in their plan with these young players. They had a great season. There are very, very good things ahead for this New Jersey Devil team. Yeah, I picked them in this series, so I'm at least happy that I'm not looking like a complete idiot, which is how I felt after <laughs> the first two you games. You might still look like a complete idiot. <laughs> at least they want to go. You might get games. this. Yeah, exactly. We'll see. I, I I still like the Rangers, but you're right. There would not be surprised if the Devils find a way to get through this one. All right, last series of the Eastern Conference. This one surprised me. I did not expect the Islanders to stave off elimination in Carolina, and they did it. Really, the only way that they're going to do it. Ilya Sorokin has to be the star. He has to steal games. He finally did. Uh, Antti Anta, I would argue, had outplayed him, or at least played him evenly in this series coming into this game. But Sorokin finally looked like a Vezina Trophy finalist in this last game. As a result, New York goes back home. Now they get game six on home ice, and we'll see. Yeah, you never know. You never know when you're playing at home and you extend that series. You always think when you have a 3-1 lead, oh, well, you have some cushion. Now it's 3-2. There's no more cushion. Like it's We need to win this game because game seven's up for grabs. Um, Carolina is the better team. They do everything better than the Islanders. They defend better. They get the puck up the ice better. They're better in the offensive zone. The one thing they weren't better at in this game was in the net. And I don't think Antti Ranta had his best game of the series either. Um, but now it's it, it's 
heading back to New York. I I really believed Carolina was the better team, and I thought they'd win this. And if not for um, Sorokin in the first period, this game was over early. I think it's 2 nothing, 3 nothing. Like yeah. They dominated this game in shots. It was like an old Coyote game where, where they were dominated in shots, and the goaltender held them in long enough for them to find a way to get a goal. That's exactly how the Coyotes were winning. Well, that's how um, the New York Islanders were able to win this one. I still think Carolina wins this series, but it, it might go the distance now. We might have a game seven, and we'll get to that in a minute. Well, By the way, I'm completely distracted here because I have two roadrunners running through my yard right oh, now. Oh, funny. It's funny. The other thing we talked about this Carolina series is, is I don't even remember the my MGM, bet MGM sportsbook bet of the week. I bet on Carolina winning this one with the puck line at a plus 165. They did not, so I lost, but... We have teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners on each week. Hopefully, I do better in tonight's games. We'll have to see. But here's one that's interesting to me. Check this out. It's called the NFL Draft Predictor Challenge. You need to go on and answer 10 questions for a chance to win bonus dollars. Now, I'm not sure exactly what bonus dollars are, but you find out on the app. Go under Promotions tab. Click on the Draft Predictor Challenge. Enter by 4 p.m. on draft day of the NFL draft to check out that. And soon they're going to have PHX curated in-app bets, which means they're going to have to listen to us on what we think. And we're going to put some parlays together, and you'll get PHNX bets. And as we've talked about before, check out the PHNX Sons Away watch parties all at the BetMGM um, actual location out by um, State Farm Stadium. It's Unbelievable atmosphere, TVs, food, drink specials. It's fantastic. There'll be bet specials, too, for anybody that says they're with PHNX, and it's all sponsored by Neutral. Happy Hour Pricing, $6 Rally Valley Margaritas. Please go check it out. If you want some place to go watch the Suns Road game, this is going to be a lot of fun, and it can do it as a community. Also coming up, Knockout Nights Cornhole League. It's going to be the first Friday of every month from May to August. Free. There's going to be food and beverage specials, giveaways, bet MGM prizes. And we will, all of our shows will broadcast live on site on last first Fridays, not last Fridays, that's last Wednesdays. First Fridays, we're going to do our shows live um, before we start playing cornhole. If you haven't signed up for bet MGM yet, please do so. Use bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live, but in Arizona audience, you will get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with bet MGM. Again, make sure you use bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Disclaimer 21 plus to wager. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 8778 Hope NY or text Hope NY 467 369 New York. Call 1 800 Next Step Arizona. 1 800 522 4700 Kansas, Nevada. 1 800 327 5050 Massachusetts. 1 800 Bets Off Iowa. 1 800 270 7117 for confidential help. Michigan. And after you're done with all of the games and the cornholes and all of that, then go check out FOCO. And FOCO is the leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and much, much more. It's the best officially licensed gear for all sports and all fandoms. And it's spring baseball season. That means if you see Derek, it's Aloha shirt time, straw hat time, polos, bags, everything you need for the game 
games of the Diamondbacks. And if you can see our set, which we are not at today, we are at home today, but we have new set decorations from Foco. They've donated a few awesome pieces for our sets. We'll show those tomorrow when we're back in studio. Foco always has our back for Arizona sports, and they have yours too. Get the best gear around by using the link in the description. For all non-presale items, use the promo code PHNX for 10% off. Now, go West, young man. <laughs> Let's talk about the Western Conference. And the, w any discussion here has to start with this crazy avalanche situation. Will the last Colorado avalanche player out turn off the lights? There's nobody left on this roster. Kale McCarr is suspended, and as he should have been, for that very late hit. Val Nachushkin is, ooh, I don't know what's going on there. Uh, might turn to Jesse Montano for a story very soon at DNVR. Uh, no Landeskog, we already know. Kadri and Burakovsky left in the offseason. They're not walking through the door. There is very little left here going back Game five in Denver. If the abs lose this one, man, Petey, the defending cup champs still in their cup window. This is, we're not talking about a team that's on the decline. And I know that well, we just talked about all the guys that are out, but it would be crazy to see Colorado out in the first round this season. Yeah, a couple of things. First of all, McCars out, as you said, he should have been. I know there's people that are that probably wear the avalanche logo and, and fandom there that think that wasn't a, not a good call. He, he, he should be suspended. That was incredibly late. I don't know what he was doing. If you thought the puck was there, it's Seattle's best player. And now he is out. So I, I, I have no problem with the suspension, but having said that McCarr hasn't been McCarr yet. He hasn't been the guy that we saw when the consummate trophy through last year playoffs that he took this team on his back and carried him through. So we haven't seen that McCarr yet. Hopefully for Avs fans, that guy shows up after the suspension. Nichuskin, I, I, like I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep following Jesse because I hopefully Jesse gives us some background on what's really going on there. It does not sound like a very good situation, and you have a lot of concern for the back. player. I don't think yeah. he's coming back. There's a lot of concern for the players, so it's, um, I, I won't hold any judgment until more facts and, and stories come out. But Nachuskin's got some things going on away from the rink that are causing some issues for him, and he won't be playing. Um, the only chance Colorado has right now is Nathan McKinnon, and he was an absolute horse in the games in Seattle. He was outstanding. He got a couple goals in game three. He can do it by himself. He is that good. The problem is that's not how you win games. You win games with a collective, and Colorado won it last year because they were so deep. Nazim Kadri at the second-line center is one of the reasons they were able to do this. Artery Lekkanen, it's those role players that help you get and win cups, and right now Colorado is depleted. They're deflated. I wonder what the feel is like inside the locker room because guess what? Across the aisle, that Kraken locker room is buzzing. Like mm -hmm. they believe right now their game. I tell you what, they have not changed their game. They forecheck incredibly hard. They try to smother Colorado in Colorado's defensive zone. They want to get pucks back and they want to get pucks at the net. And that's it. It's simple. Chase the puck around, go get it, throw it at the net. And I tell you what, Colorado didn't have a whole lot of room to move in this series. And don't count out this Kraken right now. If they can continue to get goals on the power play, this series could go a while. I might just go to the old-fashioned shadow line in, in this game. Like yep. I'm, I'm, t I'm taking McKinnon yep. and Miko Rantanen out of play, however I can. And okay, go ahead, beat us. Find a way to beat us without those two guys, because that's and that's what you did against. The, oh, you yeah. used to do against Edmonton, and then Edmonton got some bottom six forwards. But that's what you do here. If, if you're exactly right, if you're Seattle, you stand next to them, shadow them. Do not, if you get off every time those guys have a shift, and you get off even, 
Yep. And and you, don't, I don't care if you get a shot at it. Who w. cares? Big it's, w. Yes, if you're even against those two players, you win the game. I'm telling you, if you keep McKinnon and Rantanen off of the score sheet, you will win because they're not deep enough getting goals from anywhere else right now than those two. So if you can keep them off, you win. Shut those two guys down. You got a chance. All right. Well, let's go to the next series in this division. Uh, and maybe we should put the Minnesota Wild on the couch because, as I said at the start of the playoffs, I have absolutely no faith in the Wild getting out of this round. And I know the officiating has been a significant factor. But you know where else it's a factor aside from on the ice? It's in their heads. Yeah. There's a lot of complaints coming from Minnesota, from the press corps, from the players. It feels like their focus isn't on winning games that's not a good situation with Dallas up 3-2 in this series yeah this is a tough one I know there was a lot of time spent yesterday on the Felino penalty and ejection and and that changed the game and it changed the game right from the outset and it was a different game and they scored on that power play and Dallas rolled from there it's tough it's a it Felino I believe and I'm going to reiterate Paul Bissonnette said on the TNT set I do not think that was intentional I do not. It's a bad hit. He's coming at him with an exposed leg in a defenseless player, and he takes his leg out. I'm sorry. It's a it's a penalty, and you know I'm sorry. And I understand where Minnesota's coming from, but is it he, just two minutes though, Petey? I, yeah, it might that, be. Like that breakdown was unbelievable. By the way, they did a great job of that. You know, talking about how because he's playing the puck out of yeah. the air and putting it on his back end, you naturally have to open up your body. You have to pivot, and that, yeah. at that point. He can't hit him in the shoulder and chest anymore because it's not available. It's not he had already committed to the hit, so it was a really good breakdown. I, and, and I'm is it two? I, I, yeah, is it two instead of what it was a, a game changing penalty? Yeah, and and I talked to some other Minnesota people and not in the organization, but fans, and they're going, "Well, him getting out of the game stopped us from having to kill another two or three penalties as the game went on because he's been out of control this year." And that's <laughs> true. They might be right, so it, mm-hmm. it's hard to say. But I, I I think this one, if Pavelski doesn't get hurt early in this series, I think this is a different series, and I don't think you hear Minnesota complaining because I think it's already over. Yeah. I, I think Dallas is the better team right now. Um, Minnesota's just happy to be here in the playoffs this year. And and I know they keep saying, well, their goaltender was better this year and they have some pieces, but their run isn't coming until they get rid of all of their dead money. They're going to put that back into the team and then yeah. look out for the Minnesota Wild. But that's not for another two seasons. Yeah, talking um, about Zach Parisian. Yeah, you're talking yeah. Parisian Suter. Yeah, those Parisian Suter, their dumb money yeah. finally comes off. And, and I think you'll see this team really take a huge jump then. Um, I still like Dallas in this series. I think, I think Dallas wins it. And, and um, I, I like their goaltender has been absolutely elite. And he is the guy. You look at goaltending, has to has to be able to carry you when your team is average or injured, you've seen you know, your Chicago Blackhawks did it with average goaltending. They won the Stanley Cup with average goaltending because their team was so much better. Dallas is going to need Ottinger to be elite to win the yep. Stanley Cup, and, and I think he has been so far. Just uh, Donnell. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I would use the word terrible because there have been a lot of games where I don't think people have had issues. The ones where people have issues stand out most of all, but there have been – some egregiously bad calls yeah. in this postseason, and that's too bad. It's the L.A. high stick against Edmonton. That's a tough one yeah. you lose this series. The Felino hit on this one. This is the tough one that changes the, the complexion of the game. The answer to that is it's hard, and I, I will say they. it's hard for fans to hear this. When you don't have 
a, a horse in the race that's easier to look back and go, you know what? They are literally doing the best they can. And this game happens so, so fast. Yeah. They try to get it right. They are trying to get it right. But you're right. This season seems to be more than others where they are having difficulties making those I've, I've, I've even heard suggestions that maybe the officials should start that like that they should alter their training to get up to speed. Like, and, and I don't even know if that's possible. Like you're talking about just crazy world-class speed. A lot of guys now, it, the officials, I guess, need to be able to keep up with that, but it's more than just the speed of the game. Yeah. There, there's, there's, there's a lot going on here. It, it's really hard. I wonder if you want to start using cameras, but then you slow down the game, you ruin the flow. It's really difficult. It's really difficult to be an official in today's NHL because there's, there's so much skill. There, so much happens in tight spaces and then the speed that we just talked about. Anyway, speaking of Minnesota, PD, I'll, I'll just let you run with this next topic because it was quite a night for a Minnesota boy. Yeah, I tell you what, the Oilers, and this is what I said about the Edmonton Oilers before. I, and I said that they were a two-trick team and they had Dreisaitl and McDavid. But I think what you're seeing now is they've added to that bottom six. And I think by adding to that bottom six, now you've got to defend more people. Now you've got to be responsible for more people. And I think that that's been the big difference. And when they acquired Nick Bukestead, I said he is a guy that's going to help this team get over the hump. And I think he's the kind of guy that they've been missing all along. And so to have him put in the kind of playoffs that he's having, Can he be the guy that ends up being one of those unsung heroes, kind of like a cadre as this playoff series continues to move on? Pretty cool. Pretty cool story regardless, especially after you get to know the guy and just understand what an unbelievable human being he is to get this opportunity. It's really cool for Nick Bukestad. I'm, I'm, I'm wishing the best for him. Have you had any communications with him, Craig? Not since the playoffs started, I didn't feel that that was right to even yeah. bug guys. I, like, I just wonder what that that has been like being able to go through this kind of a, you know, a, a playoff run for a guy that he, clearly before he came to Arizona was like, oh gosh, he might be, might be out of it. You know, the, his his chances in the league were very minimum, and so um, to see this this happen to him and him having a playoff run, and who knows how deep this can go. This this team. I, I really like what LA's done and LA's been able to hang into this game in this series, but but I tell you what, um, you know, Nick Bugstead getting two goals in that in that last game. Yeah. It's huge. I mean so it is. I mean I mean you're talking about a, a matchup, and we'll get to this in just a minute, but if they if they win this series, you're talking about a really tough matchup with Vegas. Um I still don't know what to think of Vegas. I, I, I think Edmonton I wouldn't be surprised if Edmonton still went out in this round or if Edmonton went all the way to the cup final. I think that's, they've got a crazy range of possibilities and it, it and it's clearly they they have better depth than they've had, but it still rides on the two big horses, but Vegas, I don't know what to think of this team yet. PD, I have not been entirely sold on this team all season long. And I don't, think even them getting out of this round really tells me anything they drew the easiest matchup in the entire playoffs by getting the winnipeg jets who are not playing well who are dysfunctional we thought oh they won one game wait a minute maybe winnipeg's rebounded now they haven't they're, yeah, I they're think, going out 
Yeah, I, I think this is interesting because this is, you know, we talk about West Coast bias. This is a game nobody's watching. I'm sorry, and, and all the, the Vegas Golden Knight and Winnipeg Jets fans. Uh, this is the series that I've just been able to keep up on highlights. Um, I, we talked about the, the Winnipeg Jets locker room and all the difficulties they've had all season. I don't think they have the leadership that could get them through now that they're behind uh, Vegas right now. Um, the only chance they had was Hellebuck, and he's been good. But they also need to get some more offense. I think this series is over. And I'm with you, Craig. I'm not sure what Vegas is yet. I'm not sure how good this team is. When you saw them make the run in their first season, when they go all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals, they were a powerhouse. They were an offensive powerhouse. They could be physical. They could beat you all over the ice. That is not this year's Vegas Golden Knights. I think Eichel has played really well. I think Stone has given them a boost and some leadership that has been great. Brassois has been good, not great. And I don't know if their goaltending, we keep talking about their goaltending rotation they've had all season. Is it strong enough? to get them all the way through this playoffs. I think they're going to play better teams as this continues to go on. I don't know if Vegas is good enough to get through to the Western finals. I, I, I think that they're going to have a, a little bit of a stomach lock when they get to the next round. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll find out. I, I'm, I'm going to love that matchup, but yeah, I'm not uh, like you, like I said before, I'm just, I'm not sure what Vegas is yet. They just don't feel as strong as Vegas teams of the past. It's just, I think they're a product of a weaker watered down Western conference more than anything else. You know what? They don't look comfortable. And you know who is comfortable? Anybody who sits in the more furniture recliners on the studio set at PHNX because the more furniture has been absolutely elite and everywhere in the PHNX studio, there is more furniture. That's more M-O-R furniture.com. It's what you need for your home, no matter if you're looking for an end table, a bed, a couch, whatever you need, they have at more furniture. They have something for every room in the house. Check out morefurniture.com. That's morefurniture.com. Talk about their white glove delivery service. It's fantastic. You don't have to lift anything because Craig's got the bad hips. I got the bad back and knees, so we don't have to lift anything. They got the white glove delivery service, and that's how they delivered all the furniture to the office. They set it up for us. We did nothing. They walked away. We were all good to go. Save big on the best furniture in the Valley when you head to morefurniture.com. That's morefurniture.com. Oh, and the next one is Shady Rays, and I had all this big plan. I had my Shady Rays Rays. I had them. I had them here. That was the plan. I was going to slide on my Shady Rays. If you've got them, if you got your Shady Rays on, slide them on for the rest of this read. Because Shady Rays, that's, by the way, that might be my nickname when I wear them about Old Town. I might be Shady Rays. Look at that. Like it, It's hard to make Craig better looking, but that just did it. If you saw Top Gun <laughs> and you're listening on audio, think Tom Cruise. That is what Craig Morgan looks like. They take the, the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather to head with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. That's polarized, and you need that in this in this Arizona sun. Insane protection. Uh, they have the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of glasses is backed by their lost or broken replacement. If you lose or break your pair, they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. They have your back long after your purchase. If you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange for a new pair, return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team is always there to have your back exclusively for our listeners. Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars. By over 250,000 people. And again, if you haven't seen Craig S. Morgan in a pair of Shady Rays, he is absolutely cool. Okay. <laughs> That's hard to do. 
right, is hard gotta, to do. Unfortunately, I got to take them off now. Yeah, because you're inside. Read. I don't know if sunglasses are inside. I know there's some people that that are doing that. No. But it's not a. I Craig also can't PD read, Petey. I can't see a damn yeah. thing. So, well, you know, what, Craig, for this section, Craig, I think we should jump around, and you should just give us some of the trends that you are seeing in this playoff. Some quick hitters on what's going around in the playoffs. Going into tonight's games, eight of the top twelve scores play for Canadian based what? teams. What? That's got to make Canada very happy. There's a lot of Edmonton Oilers on that list, of course. Uh, Jake Ottinger, who you just mentioned earlier, became the first goaltender to record a shutout in the 2023 Stanley Cup playoffs. The most days in a single playoff that we had to wait before the first shutout since 1986. Wow, that's when I graduated high school. You know what that that's a sign of to me again, and we keep talking about this. Goals are up in the NHL. Goals up. up in the, the NHL. Skill, speed, it's all, and it's apparent when you talk about the, the, all those Canadian teams putting in, in, in those huge numbers. Yeah, there's a lot of scoring in this playoff series. Connor McDavid became the sixth fastest player in Stanley Cup playoffs history to record 40 career assists, and the second fastest to do so among active players behind who? Teammate Leon Dreisaitl as the Oilers took a 3-2 lead in their series. Um, speaking of that Islander series that surprised us all, Brock Nelson has scored 22 times in the postseason since the 2019 playoffs. The only players with more goals through that span, Nathan McKinnon, Braden Point, Brad Marchand, Andre Pilat, Miko Rantanen, David Pasternak, and Nikita Kucherov. That is some elite. Brock Nelson's on that list? Brock Nelson is on that list. How about that? That's incredible. And here's a guy who still does not get enough attention. We both love him. Miro Heishkinen, nine goals, 39 points in 52 games, became the fourth defenseman in NHL history to record 30 postseason assists at age 23 or younger. And you want to talk about elite company? Here's who he joined. 30 postseason assists at 23 or younger. The only guys who've done it, Paul Coffey, Kale McCarr, and Ray Bork. Yeah, that's three Hall of Famers. Yep. Soon to be. Kale McCarr right. will be a Hall of Famer. A note on viewership. The first week of postseason broadcast has seen an 18% increase in viewership across North America, an average of 2.4 million viewers, and there were 10 million on the weekend. So that's a good sign for the NHL. Wow. Obviously, you when, when it comes time to renegotiate your TV contract, if you can show numbers like this consistently, obviously you can ask for more money. Speaking of asking for a lot of money and getting it from the government, not from private entities – Calgary announced an $800 million event center with an attached practice and community rink as part of a $1.2 billion cultural and entertainment district. Does that sound familiar? Mere blocks north of the Saddle Dome, where they have been playing for far too long. You remember the Saddle Dome, which was under 10 rows of water at one point. What finally pushed this grand vision across the finish line was a $330 million injection from the Alberta government that just happens to be hoping for Calgary's support at provincial polling stations on May 29th. The Flames' ownership will chip in $356 million for a building that they will run but not own. Huh. They're getting money publicly up in Calgary. They're getting money in Nashville, by the way, to build a new stadium for the Titans, I think I just read. You know where you don't have to ask for money from the government, Petey? Tempe? Right here, right here in Tempe. That's right. Wow. Is that true? Is that uh, well, a fact? I guess it depends on who you ask. I think that's the facts. You only pay for what you buy. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I've I've run through some of those. Yeah. You've you've done a great job kind of giving us all of the nuggets. Those are Craig's playoff nuggets. And that should be a new segment as we continue through Craig's playoff nuggets. Mm, Juicy. Dangerously close to a Roman read there. 
<laughs> no, Craig's playoff nuggets. But, but now let's get one more overview of all of these series are going on. Some of them are in game five. We got a couple going to game six right now. Are any of these series, Craig, put you on the spot right now. Are any of the series in round one going to a pivotal game seven? We're going to have game sevens, Petey. We're going to have game sevens. I don't think it's going to happen in Toronto, Tampa. For the sake of Toronto fans' mental health, I hope it does not because I don't like their chances if Tampa wins the next two games and all of the demons reemerge from the woodwork. Uh, but I don't think it's going. I think Toronto is closing that one out. Devils Rangers, that one's going seven. As I said at the start of place, I think that one's going seven. Boston is closing out Florida right away. I would have said no way with the Islanders Carolina, but now game six at UBS, this very well may go seven games. PD, what do you think of these four series? Well, I, I think New, New Jersey, New Jersey, New York seven. That, let's get that one off the table. And I think Boston, Florida, Toronto, uh, they're done. The, those two series are done. So now it comes back to what you think about um, Carolina, New York. Islanders. I, I really like Carolina in this. I thought they would close it out in game five. They did not now have to go back to the island. Good grief. If Sorokin plays like this again, we're going mm -hmm. to see another game seven, but I don't think so. I think Carolina wins this. I think the only game seven in the Eastern Conference is New Jersey and New York. Let's head out west. All right. Colorado and Seattle. I think this is going seven. I think this is going seven. Yeah, I do too. I, and and what if it goes six? What if what if Seattle upsets them and bumps them in six? Is DNVR well, going to close? That would be insane. But uh, here's what I think. I, I think Seattle's winning this next game. But then I think Colorado's going to get Makar back. They're going to play inspired hockey and force a game seven. We'll see what happens in that one. But I'm, I'm calling game seven there. Minnesota, Dallas? I don't think so, actually. No, I don't think so. Dallas closes this one out. This one's over. Minnesota will start back to the drawing board for uh, next season. Let's go to Vegas, Winnipeg. I want to say HK, but you got a K. You got Vegas a K. Is Vegas is closing them out. Yeah, it's that over. That one's not going seven. LA, no. Edmonton, I don't know. What do you think about that one? I think that one's going seven, and I tell you why. I, I just don't think you, LA should have won. Uh, game four in LA. They should have. I mean, they, they were up and they just didn't close them out, which is on them. I mean, Edmonton came back with all of the power that they have and Edmonton was elite. I don't think LA is going to give up so easily in game six. I think if they will hammer it down in game six, I think we're going to game seven and I think we're heading back to Edmonton for oh. a seventh game. So in the West, I see game sevens in Edmonton and, and I think you're right. I think Colorado and Seattle goes seven and if it gets to game seven, I think Colorado's experience is going to push them over. So we are talking about half the NHL playoff series then going to a Game 7, which would be awesome because there is nothing like a Game 7 in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Well, if you want to follow anything in sports and any playoffs, NBA, NHL, Go to GoPHNX.com. I tell you what, we've talked about building community all the time at PHNX, and right now is the perfect time with the NHL hockey season, uh, the Coyote season over. Check out what the Suns are doing. Go to the Suns show. Watch the Suns show. They're building a community there on a team that's actually playing in the playoffs. We already talked about all their Suns watch parties that are presented by Neutral out of the Bet MGM Sportsbook at State Farm Stadium on all role games. Go check that out, please. 
because it, it gives you a chance now to check out some of the other sports. Check out Jesse and Derek. They're doing a great job with the Diamondbacks having a surprising season. And I tell you what, the trio at the ASU show has always got some fun going on, whether it's softball, basketball, football. They literally cover it all when it gets to Sun Devil Sports. Check out some of the other shows at PHNX. Read the in-depth articles by Craig. Even in the offseason, there's a lot going on with the Coyotes. Craig S. Morgan's got it covered for the entire offseason. If it happens for Coyotes, Craig's got it. Become a diehard. Diehards get discount on our merchandise. Go to the GoPHNX locker to check out all the merchandise. I've got Cody on today. You get discounts. You get free uh, shirt or hat when you sign up. And you get a free shirt hat every year after you become a diehard. You get discounts to our events as a diehard. You get first look at ideas, merchandise, um, events, um, diehard only events you get the, the discord that is a uh, diehards only so sign up be a part of this community become a diehard today and we've got a, a, a golf tournament coming i know craig can, and i cannot wait to hit the links actually we'll probably just sit in a golf cart because we'll bitch about our hips and knees but uh it's coming up we got a, we got our first golf tournament coming up it's presented by pins and aces and big drive energy it's on may 26th at dobson ranch it's a scramble format so it doesn't even matter if you hit like craig and i because you get it's just a scramble so it doesn't matter pick up your balls wait that's a whole nother thing oh, and go on to the next shot um anyway exclusive phnx and pins and aces polo coming out for that event and um we already talked about the knockout nights cornhole tournaments there's so much going on for phnx so please be become a part of that and lastly craig four peaks nothing gets me through the playoff season like four peaks and kilt lifter i'm a kilt lifter guy i had a wow yesterday again because of the sunshine of me and my wow they have a beer perfect for every occasion at four peaks and make sure you get to four peaks eighth street pub for the nfl draft on april 27th is at the four peaks eighth street pub for those of you who have registered we look forward to seeing you there regardless of whether you're watching it make sure you enjoy a delicious red bird lager because they are on special at the eighth street pub three dollar red bear lager pints five dollar red bear lager pitchers and always when we're at the four peaks eighth street pub Kilt lifters and wild pints are only three dollars each and remember you must be 21 years or older to enjoy responsibly, but not the elite chicken tendies. Well, Craig, it is Wednesday. We got we got a couple of games Survive, on tap buddy. tonight. Just two we games survived. on tap tonight. We made it through four shows without at Leah Merrill, and I think this is officially winding down. We can't wait for Leah to get, but please, Air Canada, get her home. Please oh. do not have travel issues. Oh, my goodness. And we can't wait to hear the umbrella story. We kind of heard some stuff on the umbrella earlier today. I'm not even going to attempt it. She is going to have to tell the umbrella story about Toronto. I can't wait. I can't wait to hear what's going on in Toronto, what the vibe must be like for playoff hockey in a city like that when they're actually winning a series. And I had three to one. I don't know if they'll let her leave because they said, I read this today in the Canadian news that Leah Merrill is their good luck charm. Yep. Yep. And by the way, when Leah comes back, we're going to put her right to work, hard, hard work, um, because we have two special guests coming on Thursday's show. We'll hear all about her trip on Friday because we're going to do a Friday fun day. We're going to get back to that since it's the off season. But on Thursday, you won't want to miss this show because former Tempe Mayor Hugh Hallman will be in studio and former Tempe Mayor Neil Giuliano will also call in. So we will have all sorts of topics related to the dead. We want to... We want to address some narratives that are out there. I've got a list of questions already. Uh, talking to Hugh and Neil, and we will uh, we will dive into the TED once again on Thursday's show with Hugh Hallman and Neil Giuliano. Really looking forward to that show. And that's a show where you get your facts. And those are the people that that 
they've been elected officials in the Tempe um, government for a long time. So these are guys you should trust. You trusted them at one time. So just go listen to the facts and tune in to, to Craig and Leah deliver that news. And as always, follow us at phnx underscore coyotes on all of your social media please subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to the podcast follow craig morgan at craig s morgan follow me at at s peters hockey and follow the producer at sean underscore depos for all things coyotes and asu sun devils can't wait to see you tomorrow thanks for stopping in on this wednesday we'll enjoy the rest of your day and we'll see everybody back here tomorrow